So you know how um, people say that when you see it like in the media, like some famous person becomes a parent and for the first time, and then they sort of change, like they become a bit more soft, like Simon Cowell did. You know, he got his kids and he softened up a little bit like that. Did he? I can't remember. Yeah, well, I, well, I, I don't know why I know that. Um, <laughs> but, um, so I knew that was a thing, but I experienced it the other day. And I was already like, I could, you know, get emotional at the, you know, the right TV program or the mm. right film. Um, but Meg and I watched the first episode of This Is Us the other day. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Nope. It's just like a. We only watched one episode. And it's about like follows different stories of like these relationships and families and stuff like that. And there was there was a story in there that involved babies and like having Judah now and then watching the story. It was just like I I I was a mess. And so was Megan as well, and we were just just sat there, like in tears, just going, "Oh, we love Judas so much!" <laughs> and like we were just like looking at the baby monitor at the screen, going, "I hope he's okay." <laughs> yeah, so that's become a thing. I've, I've become a lot more like sensitive to yeah. storylines that involve children and, okay. uh, and parents. I'm not that surprised because I, I think when I mm. started being in a long-term relationship with mm. Anna, things like corny stuff about couples in films and stuff made me more emotional yeah so it's just another another life stage that you actually understand I guess yeah you can identify yeah. with yeah. and another like yeah. bond that you get that you wouldn't before yeah. so it's not that surprising yeah I guess you're reading yourself into a situation more easily than you would do if you hadn't that's true yeah before yeah. it's always hypothetical isn't it <clears throat> but now yeah. you have empathy yes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is it empathy or sympathy I can never remember which way around it's supposed to be isn't that empathy when empathy. you can understand what it would feel like sympathy is Anyone can provide sympathy. Okay. You're like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. But you can say that with not really understanding it. Whereas if you, because you have a baby, you have an idea of what it'd be like to be in their position. Okay. More than me and Josh currently would. Okay, I have empathy. Yeah. Now. Okay, mm. great. I'm glad we cleared that. I hope it's right because it's on record now. <laughs> I said that well, confidently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Listeners, let us know. If, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how do you use sympathy and empathy correctly? Dictionary Joe corner right? with Joe Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should make that a feature. No. Joe, Joe gives us a definition of something. <laughs> the. Yeah. We need to revise. Like, what's, what's a contraction? Joe? Mm. Oh no! Don't, 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 don't embarrass me. <laughs> well, we were in class this hurt. week. Yeah, you went to class, didn't you? We were antenatal. We never went on antenatal classes. We were meant to, but we never got our letter through, so it never happened. Oh, I just oh. thought you didn't choose to. No, we wanted to, but we ne- never happened. Just really confident. No, we no. <laughs> Going to put it out there. Yeah. If you cared that much, you could have rang up. No, no, but I, no, we we just <laughs> the letter never arrived, so I couldn't go to Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could just ring and say we have had a letter. Yeah, we didn't care that much. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We were like we wanted to do it, but it wasn't like we have to do this in order to feel you like we're that ready. You were upset. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but so we, um, yeah, we, we, I think we forgot to mention mm. it at one of our midwife appointments, and they forgot to mention it to us. And in time, and just never, moved on. Exactly. Next thing you know, don't worry, we'll fill you in. Yeah, I want to know what they <laughs> like. teach you so much. Yeah, it was good though, wasn't it? So this Overall. was an NHS yeah. four-hour Saturday in the middle of the day. Yeah, sort of crash it, course. Four hours. That's a long time. It was weird because when we walked it, or when I we walked in, and we were the last couple to walk in, and there was probably how do you remember? Like ten couples, yes, I guess maybe, and it was weird because we knew Joe and Anna, and they were there, and obviously uh, another couple we know, Brennan, were also there. Yeah, and so it was weird because we walked in and we just started chatting to you guys, and I felt like the whole room were like, 
how do all of these people know each other? Yeah, <laughs> that no, was it wasn't a... relaxed enough that people would ask. No, <laughs> it wasn't really that because yeah. it was just a thought. It's a crash course. People aren't yeah. going expecting to sort of make semi friends. Yeah. yeah. Unlike, I think if you do an NCT, like a six-week course, people kind of bond a little bit over the time, don't they? But people aren't really going into it. feeling like, oh, I better go and introduce myself. It's not really like that. No, so that's Um, a bit funny. I think, I. so it was nice for us all knowing Mm. each other. I think it relaxed the room a bit. So I think it wasn't just nice for us. It was probably good for everyone. Yeah. Because otherwise it would have been that horrible thing where everyone's just sitting in silence until the... The course yeah. leader comes in. Yeah. I hate those moments. Yeah. So you do some like, you did some like group work where we split into guys and girls. Yeah. So like uh, probably in the girl group, three of the girls know each other, and then us three knowing each other was probably a help because yeah. when three of the like six of you in the group know each other, it's like kind of made conversation much easier and yeah. more natural because otherwise you'd just be sitting there wondering who's going to take the lead yeah. in this particular conversation. It also helped that in the first group. <laughs> game or whatever you call it our friend um, had a list on his phone so we had to like think of ideas of what we had to put in a hospital bag yeah oh, okay so like the guy the idea was the girls grouped up and had to say what goes in the baby bag for the hospital and the guys grouped up and had to say what went in the ladies bag oh okay so oh, that's but then we obviously had a bit of an advantage because yeah this uh, thing uh, our friend was sitting there just with a list of what you're meant to put in the back. Oh, really? <laughs> so we just use that. That's cheating, isn't it? But some of the guys there had no idea. Really? Some of the stuff. Yeah. I think, but it was quite good. In fairness, in their defence, I, except everyone seemed a bit like, uh, at the start, but yeah. as soon as we started talking, then lots yeah, of things came to my mind. I think they were the same. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Okay, so what what things, because I think I already have forgotten what was in Megan's bag. In hospital in, bag. Yeah, no bag. Mm. Is yours packed as well, by the way? already because no, ours is packed now no we're sort of buying bits and bobs and we've got we actually bought a little um, what they're called you know like um, suitcase you can take on the plane like a wheelie one yeah the small yeah, ones yeah, right, yeah, anyway. not, yeah. we got a little one of them because we thought that'd be quite quite <laughs> neat and we can use that down the line anyway but we'll, I'm sure we'll have to have a couple of other bags as well so we've bought one of them mm. and we've been buying bits and bobs yeah like a packet of nappies for the for the mum no, but you do need maternity pads. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we were talking about the mum's bag. Yeah, so it's... Oh, sorry, I forgot. Yeah. I was thinking hospital bag and... Okay. It was like... <laughs> For the mum. <laughs> the change of clothes they might need, the maternity pads, yeah. the... Uh, what else kind of stuff? TENS machine. If you, oh, yeah. if if you, you want, want to. It, you didn't optional. do that, did you? We had one that um, Megan's sister gave to us. Yeah. But we, we never used it. Megan's labour progressed so quickly it, we tested out our tens machine. Did you? What yeah. was it like? Well, I haven't used it. We tested it on Laura, but only some of the pads work. But it sounds... I think it's quite intense, especially when one pad doesn't work. So you're trying it, and you're like, this isn't working. And then I turn on that other pad, fully expecting it not to work, and then just electrocute it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a listener and you don't know what a tens machine is, <clears throat> basically four pads that you put yeah. on the ladies' sort of back, bits of their back, and yeah. then you can up or increase or decrease the intensity of the little shock waves that go into their back to sort of help distract them from the pain of labour and stuff yeah it's like early like at the beginning of of labour where like you're not meant to go to the hospital yet but you're having pain it's like one of the few pain reliefs that you can get and you you can do it at home but you do need the machine and the NHS don't give out machines anymore or anything like that because they kept getting stolen 
Oh. So you can like buy them on eBay, and they're probably the machines that were stolen from NHS. Stolen for other purposes. People just take them. No, just sell them. Oh, okay, just to right. sell them. because yeah, they're worth fifty quid or something. <clears throat> there was loads of stuff that she kept saying. We used to give this away, it's but really we don't sad, do it yeah. anymore because yeah. people keep taking it. It's really sad. Like um, mm. anti-back sort of big bottles of anti-back soap, like they have in hospitals. You know, because yeah. they went to clean your hands all the time. She said she went on a midwife a visit post someone having a baby and they had three of the massive bottles just in the windowsill really because they're just taking it's, it that's terrible isn't it wow. yeah. <laughs> poor NHS yeah, yeah. Um, the course was really good though um, yeah, mo- nice mostly we so we did that that was a group activity which was good and then she took us through a long thing about um, oh, what was it like just all about the stuff that you might experience during the day like what labour is going to be like all of your different options in terms of what might happen oh well, like pain she went through the different, different forms pain of pain, pain relief okay. and, and also she went through the different forms of how a pregnancy could go she got out the forceps for example and showed us them oh man which was how they're flipping that? huge yeah. right? it made me laugh <laughs> okay I mean I was going to say how did that make you feel like seeing like hearing more about stuff in detail and then seeing some demonstrations uh, I don't know how it made me feel. I I found the whole thing so interestingly. I don't know. I don't know if I chatted to you, Josh, about it. Mm. So uh, largely because of Ryan and Megan finding the hypnobirthing stuff quite helpful. Yes, I, I, I can't remember how much we've gone into that say. on the podcast, but yeah. um, sort of the approaches to staying calm and you know, how that can really help through labour and mm. sort of natural pain relief in a way, and a lot of it's psychological and. Uh, the way you sort of approach things affects what hormones you produce and stuff isn't it mm. um, so I buy into it to an extent the book the book we borrowed and we're reading find really helpful except for the cringy <laughs> prep talks supposed to yeah. pep talk what's it pep talk supposed to mm. give your wife yeah. um, so that's almost not not an extreme but it is one end of the spectrum of like views on how to approach yeah birth I think mm. what staying relaxed not staying relaxed, but like it is still down the like hippier end, I think, in oh, terms yeah, of, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I like it, but it's all like, well, you're designed to have a baby, so yeah. why on earth would you need all this intervention that the NHS almost oh, okay. can force yeah, upon yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Why do you need that? And Hypnobirthing, the book that I'm reading, it go, it, it's helpful and quite clear in uh, explaining why the lady's written it. Yeah. thinks it's not necessary a lot of it unless it, obviously there's lots of cases where you have to have intervention yeah, yeah. but anyway so that's sort of one one end of the spectrum which I'm finding helpful because I without being sort of led down that road I'd never have sort of mm. picked up a book called yeah, Hypnobirthing it, yeah. but this midwife in particular doing the course is mm. quite probably fairly down the other end yeah but I found it refreshing <laughs> use medical intervention at every point not, not no <laughs> she was no, um, but so like for a good example would be like in in the hypnobirthing stuff they talk about the way you think about like the your experiences of contractions they say like talking about using the phrases of surge surges or like talking about pressure instead of pain and all that kind of stuff and I kind of get it I think that that like that it's good putting your mind in the right place is, is probably really helpful but the the midwife that led the thing she like it, she was like it's going to be the most painful thing you ever experience like, and she just goes straight for that yeah. and she's so much more like straight down the line with it to the point where like we were 
I was talking to um, our friend about it, and he came out and said exactly the same thing because they were talking. They'd done hypnobirthing stuff as well, and he, they were saying that they'd been trying to use more positive language as well about it. For this midwife, obviously, is not. Yeah, because yeah, because you're doing all that, that and then way. you go into this thing, which I I did she, I did enjoy, but then she's like, "You're gonna have to push this out, your nunny." Grabs <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, this massive thing out of a bag. Yeah, <laughs> it was literally. Yeah. yeah. So, I, well, how did your wives find it? Did they find it like made them feel intimidated, or is it like? So Anna was like me. Obviously, yeah. it's more important how she finds it than mm. me. Anna was like me in that she appreciated it because her preference or what you know the way she kind of is thinking about labour and the whole process is, and just the way she's wired, is somewhere between very like bish bash bosh, midwife on Saturday, mm. sort of like, it's gonna hurt, yeah. but you know, millions of women manage it, duh, duh, duh. there's pain relief there if you need it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get upset. You know, if you choose to have pain relief, don't beat yourself up about it, which yeah, I yeah. think is very good advice. Yeah. That is, and um, I think that hypnobirthing people fairness, would I say think the same she thing. She says that in the hypnobirthing book, but yeah. maybe not enough. You know, yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of emphasis, and this is what I found brilliant on from the midwife in the in the NHS midwife. Yeah, she her own story was she was already a midwife. She has her first baby. She didn't. She wanted to do as natural as possible because mm. obviously she would recommend that, like most people would. Yeah. But she had to have all sorts, including epidural. Um, and she got really depressed uh, post-birth because she was really upset with herself like she'd let herself and her baby and family down for having to have all the pain relief like not having a neat nice and neat birth she was saying that is ridiculous I was irrational thinking that Yeah, don't let anyone make you think that Um, that. no one did think that of me but I still got down yeah. as, and I sort of went into midwife mode almost Yeah, mm. that was really good to hear I mm. thought yeah. I hope it was good for Anna I'm sure it was yeah, um, but yeah still she was still saying you, you don't want to have an epidural unless you have to have it she wasn't yeah, so yeah, extreme yeah. she wasn't like <laughs> you know just take all the pain relief you can get because it's there yeah yeah. but it's definitely like from what I remember in that book they talk about like lines of defences almost like you don't want to go like say straight for the epidural but like if like if you could if you if you are going to have a, a, a labour that isn't going to have complications then and all then you don't need to panic yeah um, mm. and you can stay relaxed so what an epidural is I know what an epidural so um, no joke can you explain what it because like, <laughs> you an epidural is if you're in a I'm sure there's a few scenarios in which which could lead to a yeah. mum having an epidural but one scenario is the mum can't cope with the pain and they can request an epidural and mm. I think they can be we learned this on Saturday more than I knew before if you request an epidural the midwives will probably try and dissuade you because it's mm. complicated um, well, but, and, and because there's there's a limited time on the the person doing it like they might be in theatre dealing with someone who's actually life or death yeah (laughs) so but if you request it and you really really want it you can have it on the NHS they'll do it for you it basically is an injection uh, near the base of your spine not into the bone in sort of the gap in your spine a little needle's put in and it stays there doesn't it because you feed stuff into you that basically I think I don't know if it stays there oh well I don't know a really small needle gets put in your spine it's a very precise thing it's not the midwife who does it it's a fancy anaesthetist and it numbs the bottom half of your body effectively which makes giving birth easier because you're not 
in lots mm. of pain. Yeah. However, it uh, probably will drag it out because can't push. You're not really pushing and stuff. You're you don't kind feel of, when to push. Yeah. 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 So the baby's kind of got to slip out over time. Yeah. And apparently you get <laughs> <Slip really, out. laughs> apparently you get a really really bad headache a few days later. Oh really? Yeah. Like an extreme bad headache. Then there's a lot. It's not just the needle. You have stuff going in your arms and that yeah. because it's, you've got to make up for lost yeah, fluids and all sorts of stuff. So it's not just, so what, going back to what I was saying was like, I think the way Megan approached it was she wants to give it a good go on that having um, like mm. medical intervention yeah. pain relief, try and stay relaxed. But then she, she, I think Megan was in a, like, she's quite strong psychologically, um, Megan. She was saying like, if not, then I'll do this. And if not, then I, if I need that, that's fine. If I need the next thing, that's fine. Because it's not yeah. a case of you've got like breathing techniques to stay relaxed or an epidural. <coughs> no, it scales within the it does scale up. Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, we've just brought up the f- most yeah. extreme thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's a great way of approaching it. Yeah. There was, interestingly, there was a couple there where the woman, when we do the, did introductions, we just went around the room and said who we were and like when we were expecting things and a little bit about us. And one woman was like, I'm having an epidural. Oh, really? She's gonna have oh, straight up. She decided it. Yeah, she, which did surprise me. I didn't expect it because everyone else there was like, "We want to be on the midwife-led unit, and mm. we want to do it like as nat- naturally." With everyone else was like that, and then yeah. this one woman was like, "Nope, having an epidural." Yeah, which was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's like totally fine, isn't it? Like people. Well, mm, that's the thing, isn't it? It's it's that. weird because. I think I think it is fine. I haven't. Yeah. I didn't spend long, a long time thinking about it afterwards, sort of getting philosophical about it. Yeah. But from the little I understand at this point, but still, you know, know a lot more I did before we than we before we were pregnant yeah. about choices around giving birth. Mm. I would strongly suggest to Anna, you know, try and yeah. avoid having one, an epidural. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, do your best to you know not even need. Um, the stage before that, whatever that's called, but if pethidin. she needs pethidin. Pethidin. but if yeah. she needs it, she needs it. But yeah. um is not even that much, like that, yeah. that crazy. No, it lasts like two too. hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a class A drug, isn't it? Basically, yeah. yeah. Just take some drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and I think the midwife said this. She's like, but you know, if you want it, you know, we're living in an age where. If yeah. you don't want to be in pain, a lot of the time you can not be in pain. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Really, it's not. It's not like morally wrong. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Mm, yeah, um, so. And no one should be judging you for not being able to face yeah. that kind of level of pain because we we never we never gonna know what yeah, that yeah, pain's yeah. like. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, think, I was gonna say I think there just are some compromises that like people have to be willing to take. So like if you like so that woman who who was like I'm gonna have an epidural, well that means that she couldn't be on the midwife led yeah. unit for example and they were like you probably won't they'll tell you you can walk around you probably won't be able to walk around no you have to be very like, still you're going to have to be very still and if it's a long drawn out pregnancy you're going to be laying in bed yeah. for the, the whole time so there are going to be downsides it's so, not just a free pass on it's not like suddenly pregnancy's easy no yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just different isn't it yeah yeah it's less pain but probably worse in a lot of other ways you're on a there'll be other effects that aren't much fun yeah yeah yeah, it's interesting what you're saying about the midwife, and I, I think that's actually really important about like what happens after giving birth, and like if, if for example, that like, we made people feel bad for choosing to have an epidural like yeah. early on, then like they can end up feeling, feeling bad themselves. Like, oh, did I? Mm. Yeah, and then that can. It's the one thing that emotion. one thing the midwife was talking about that was I thought was really useful actually was just that like. I think she said, I can't remember exactly how she worded it, but she, the way I remember it is she was basically talking about how it's something that's kind of out of your control. As, like, the woman, it is really, the baby will come when the baby's coming. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so 
to beat yourself up that you couldn't do it in a natural way is yeah or in whatever way you'd plan to do it mm. like realistically like we make our plans and we'll try and stick to them but reality is if the baby's head's in the wrong place yeah there's nothing you can do about that exactly, yeah. <laughs> and you don't and particularly with your first birth I guess you don't I don't think Anna has any idea what her pain threshold is because she's never been in that, kind of, that kind of pain so you don't know that so that's really hard to plan for and then you don't know how straightforward <coughs> the, the birth's going to be Yeah. so it's, yeah all you can do is sort of yeah. hope it'll be straightforward and sort of have your idea what you'd like it to be But mm. one of the really useful exercises that we did do was towards the end we did a um what's normal or not normal for a baby after birth okay so once you've taken the baby home they gave us like loads of symptoms that like a baby could have and they were like these we basically had to work out what guess yeah what's normal yeah, what's not yeah what was okay and what was something you should be what's some reporting. examples so like the one of them one that i really had no idea about was like if the baby's got blue above the lip above the lip yeah okay. we were like oh that's not normal that sounds bad blue lip that sounds bad but apparently it means the baby's got wind yeah. really yeah. and it just means you need to wind them wow which I was like ha- don't understand how that works but okay, yeah that's interesting and I was yet more people would already know about this but I was yet to understand jaundice okay. and because it sounds like a nasty thing <clears throat> yeah I just assumed it was really bad if your baby got jaundice yeah, yeah. but and, and if I hadn't sort of learnt it I'd have freaked out because basically yeah. loads of babies get yellowy skin don't they <laughs> yeah. yeah my baby yeah. looks like Bart Simpson yeah yeah, yeah. as Judah had little yellowy faces uh, he had a tiny little bit of yellow um, but, but it was, wasn't very noticeable and presumably you knew what that probably was and went. yeah they, they told us like say, when the midwives came around ah, to great, yeah. so you could tell it was a little bit jaundice but it's not much right it went within a few days I think mm. just the zombie virus <laughs> yeah you just put them in the window don't Run. you just put them in the window yeah, yeah. take them for a walk or whatever just, just leave them on the windowsill by themselves the other magic one. Don't was... do that. That's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the one they said um, that like really shocked me? That I had no idea about. But it was like breast milk in the eye can fix it. What Not was... in the eye. No, like just wipe it like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what, what, what uh, was it? If a baby has conjunctivitis, don't breast worry. Breast milk can fix it. They love a bit of conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis yeah. babies. Really? She was just saying, just wipe it with a damp bit of cotton wool or something, or. You can just get a bit of breast milk and wipe it off with that. Yeah, that's just got that one. One, Good one wipe, left or right, all right. But what I didn't quite catch, because basically she said it, and I was so mind-blown, I didn't really listen to what, <laughs> what she said about why it was... I don't good. know. I, I was so mind-blown so that breast milk... Why would you wipe an eye fix... with milk? Yeah, it turns out... Is there, is there anything milk else is... that breast milk fixes? Hunger. Hunger. <laughs> 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 it, that, that blew my mind a bit. Yeah. And there was a few different little things like that that was just... It was, it was good. pretty good good to know about because they yeah. you you do a lot of build-up work to the actual having like the baby and then yeah. there's a lot that like, you don't really think about, about after do you yeah. was, no was there any, anything on there that you were surprised is a, that is a sign that something is bad or were they were pretty like straightforward there wasn't like? any mega shockers i don't think the bit the more shocking things were like how many you thought were not normal and then were like not that bad okay. which yeah. is nice obviously like they were like if your baby gets lots of like lots of spots whiteheads on their oh, nose yeah. or whatever that, yeah. I once said whiteheads on their nose and I was like yeah. and then it was like yeah that's fine I was like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get a bunch of them yeah apparently yeah. did you ever pop them or did you leave them no no don't pop them no. <laughs> Megan she loves to pop spots but so it was really hard they're not really resist. poppy type spots anyway are they uh, I reckon she would argue that they probably were but um, I think it's generally think, bad think, to pop spots anyway isn't it well yeah yeah but I think your babies I think it's more like to scar or something yeah mm. otherwise Megan would have been all over that 
Um, <laughs> you've got to resist yeah. it. Yeah. They talk about tongue tie and that kind of thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, just how to like if your baby's not feeding properly, how, like that could be tongue tie, and it doesn't sound like it's super uncommon either. Mm. Like it's it's fairly. Yeah, someone said like, the midwife said something about it's getting more and more common because of maybe, but they don't really know why. It could be to do yeah. with modern day diets or something like that. Something that people are eating more and more. And they said potentially folic acid had been linked to it. Yeah, obviously we're encouraged to take folic acid. All yeah. the women women are who are pregnant, and apparently there may be a link to folic acid being tongue tied. But oh, wow. they don't know. That's really interesting. What's the tongue tie again? It's where <laughs> no one could see. Josh's full face really helpful. For <laughs> The bit of skin underneath the tongue yeah. doesn't let the tongue come out far enough. Yeah, I didn't know what that was until this morning when Laura explained it to me, but yeah. yeah. Is it still attached to something? Uh, so you know that you've got a bit of You've skin. got flappy gross stuff underneath. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it keeps your tongue attached to your mouth. Right. I think it's too far forwards or something. They just get more of it. Uh, okay. And you can get it to the sides as well, babies can. Okay. Where the tongue actually is attached That'd to Well annoying, wouldn't it, if you're the yeah. baby? So they just can't like put their tongue out to yeah. latch onto stuff. <clears throat> we, we're currently wondering whether Judah's a little bit tongue-tied because really? apparently by now so he's what uh, he was 10 weeks old on Sunday um, and by now like his feeds should be taking around 15 to 20 minutes but he still takes like an hour to feed uh, okay mm. so it's like so he loves eating but he's slow yeah he right. eats a lot but like but he's growing like plenty isn't oh he? yeah he's got he's yeah, huge. It's, it's not he's not eating enough it's, it's just, just taking that, ages it's taking ages to feed yeah and so it means that like during the day, Megan's just like just feeding him all the time, Exhausting, and then by yeah. the time he's finished, it's time for him to go to bed. Mm. So, wow. um, not all the time, but like. So you're gonna take him? Yeah, we'll take him to the health visitor on Thursday, or Megan might actually ring him up tomorrow and to, okay. just to ask him. Would you? Is there somewhere you take him at Ken and Canterbury? No, there's like a, there's like local um, there's like a local centre to us, which is where um, the health visitors will be operating from one one day of the week. And you can mm. take your baby there, and, you, and I think it's really helpful because like there's like a time slot that'll be there, and so you get a whole bunch of mums with with young babies go there, and like they'll weigh the babies, and you can ask some questions and stuff like that, and take information yeah, okay. about local groups and stuff. And, That's um, cool. We're pretty cool actually. Yeah. So like the health visitor will come round once your baby's here, and we'll tell you about where your local one is. And is the health? Oh, and the health visitor is different to a midwife, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Yeah. They talked about that at our course as they well, did. didn't they? Yeah. Right. What, what is it? I, I don't actually know. I just know I've met the different ones, but I don't know what. The so the, the midwives they said come will come like a few times, two, three times after the baby's been born, and obviously yeah. midwives are also there. Some midwives do delivery, and some mid- they do the lead up as well. But the health visitor. Okay. Yeah. And the midwives, they were saying they care about, like, the mum and the baby and the health of the mum and the baby, and that's... Okay. Once they're sure that's fine, like, as in they've had their few visits, then they'll leave. Yeah. And I think the health visitor comes in and is a bit more... For it's pure baby. A pure baby, I think. That's. Because when I don't come... know what the different training is, like, what they're qualified to do. No, I don't what? know, but they come later, and I think they're looking for slightly different Because well, the health visitor's come round to us a couple of times <coughs> like she does a questionnaire with both me and Megan maybe that's what that she was meaning then so because midwife's more baby well she was saying we care about mum and baby quite clearly so maybe she was meaning the health visitor will come and look more holistically holistically at family okay, I don't know I don't know if anyone in listeners know, write in. <laughs> Let us know. If you're a health visitor <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> we've got no idea what you do yeah yeah, yeah. have you been of late because Laura is very pregnant yeah she's really pregnant we're obviously due any time like two well next two weeks two weeks is the actual due date 
I think wow. something like that so it's really soon but um, yeah we had a bit of a scare today because they always when you get to this point in pregnancy you'll already, already know but they're like all always look out for the baby's movements and if it changes then you need to call and obviously and our like kind of journey of the pregnancy has been there's never it's never been like they have a growth curve okay. that you're meant to like plot along and it's meant to be quite smooth and ours has been like bouncing around all over the place okay. and currently the baby's uh, last scan the baby was like underweight so they were worried that they're worried about various things so we were given an extra scan which is on Thursday and then so today, knowing that the baby's probably underweight, when Laura, today she woke up and she, then she didn't really feel the baby until the afternoon and she was like worried about that. So that we were like, oh, okay, that, that could actually be a problem. So she went quickly down to the hospital yeah. and they, hook, they hooked her up, they sat her on a bed. I wasn't, I wasn't there because I was at work, yeah. but they sat her on a bed and they like put, I don't know, this stuff on you to like actually... Um, scan or like monitoring monitor, pads. monitor yeah. the baby and they monitor the baby's movements and they what they do is they monitor the heart rate in conjunction with the movements yeah. so the needle goes like up every time the baby moves and the heart rate changes you probably have you seen so them? Anna had to go and do this did Megan ever have to <laughs> go and do it pink and blue bands yeah pink and blue yeah, bands that, yeah. and did Laura have to <laughs> hold a clicky thing to click whenever she felt baby yeah baby? exactly that yeah. stuff so but then turns out it was it was all okay good which is good and then turns out also which we didn't know at this stage of pregnancy, babies tend to be getting into sleep cycles, oh. so babies can sleep longer. So oh. even like there, our baby, she fell asleep during. So she was like awake when Laura was hooked up for the first like half an hour, was like moving around and stuff, and then fell asleep for half an hour. So Laura had to stay hooked. She was meant to come off, so but then boring? because the baby was like fell asleep, they made her stay on. So she yeah. stayed hooked up for an extra half an hour. So she was on for like an hour till the baby woke up. That's oh, that's country. long. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so so that was a bit of a scare this this morning, but then it turns out it's all fine, which right. is then encouraging just to hear. Like they don't tell you that they say, "Oh, watch out for any changes in the movement," but they yeah. don't tell you that the baby might fall asleep for yeah. like an hour at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. that was encouraging. So now we know that we're just looking forward to Thursday to find out because on Thursday we find out if we if she's grown, we don't need to be induced. If she hasn't grown still, we'll we'll need to be induced there and then. No, it won't be there and then, but it will be probably like a few days later. Okay. So you probably get a date, or you'll be given a date, but it will be before the due date. So probably rather than the 29th, which is the due date, it will be like the 21st or something. Yeah. It's weird. So. when we went for judo, it got to a point where it was just like I don't believe he's ever going to get here because we've been waiting for so long. Yeah. And I'm feeling the same for you guys now. <laughs> I, don't, I just can't believe that your babies are going to be here. Um, it must be quite. Well, it'd be quite helpful and nice in a way. If you do have a day to be induced, it must. That's quite cool. Being like, oh, we're having a baby this day. Yeah. So like induction. That's your favourite way. Yeah. Induction is, generally in in all ways, I think more negative. Yeah. Other than that. Other than there's the silver lining is you know the day. That will help psychologically. The, the problem with induction is it's more, like, it's on average inductions take three days. Whereas on average, a pregnancy, normal pregnancy with no complications, take 24 hours. Yeah. And the pain or surge or whatever word you want to use is more intense okay. through through those three days. It's more mm. painful and longer. Great. <laughs> uh, okay. So not ideal. But then silver lining, you have a date. Yeah. <laughs> you know when it's happening. You can put it on the calendar. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's cool. I know when paternity leaves starting. <laughs> <laughs> 
you can give yourself paternity leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can finally sign myself off. <laughs> yeah. So, how about you? Um, I we haven't had any drama, which is always a good thing. You had a bit of drama. Oh, un- baby, unrelated to the baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, we food poisoned ourselves with fajitas, <laughs> oh, yeah. with dotty chicken because we forgot that the f- the freezer had defrosted and then refrosted, oh. and then we had some chicken out of the freezer, and then uh, got food poisoning, and uh, Anna was sick on the dual carriageway three times at 60 miles an hour oh. we're trying to drive everywhere apparently <laughs> um, being sick that could not be fun heavily no. pregnant driving at 60 miles an hour vomiting oh, that's <laughs> poor, she's quite impressive poor lady um, so yeah I mean because she's heavily pregnant and the bouncing back from food poisoning took a long time yeah. because it took it out of a I had the same symptoms but obviously I could recover quicker so you, if you're sick then you can't eat much, so you're on like classic. You're on like the have a bit of toast for lunch and see how I do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so she was like that very much so. But when you're you've got a big baby in your belly, you eat that bit of toast. The baby just rinses any goodness out of it, and then mm. so it's basically like you've eaten nothing. Mm. So it took her so long. It took, she was off school for four days, and she was rough. Like it, it took a long time. Mm. Whereas for me, I was off one day, and then I felt I had like a th- uncomfortable. Yeah, I wasn't eating as much and stuff for a few days, but you kind of carry on. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that was a bit of drama, but baby weren't bothered. Baby was kicking away. <laughs> Good. Um, no, we haven't had too, too much drama. Uh, Anna's she's she's uh, she's big and uncomfortable, so but that's to be expected. Yeah. But she does very well. Um, so no, things are okay. And I'm getting a bit healthier, so hopefully by the time the baby comes, I won't start fall asleep. You'll have enough credits. <laughs> You'll have, have enough credits to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is, if I continue to improve at the rate I have over the last few months, now I can't bank on it, but if I do, then that is very fortunate timing, very good timing. <laughs> yeah. I wish it could have happened earlier, but at least yeah. for a while it looked like I was going to be a very, very tired dad, and now <laughs> I'll just be very tired dad. <laughs> so yeah that's good um, how are you doing Ryan yeah doing good um, Judah is um, apart from the you know, the whole feeding thing and taking a bit longer than he should do um, he's doing really well and he's like cooing and, and smiling and like, just a really happy baby and it's really nice like seeing that transition from just totally helpless all he does is sleep and when when he like looks at you, it's almost like accidental that he's looked at you because he like just can't really focus on anything. To now like he just stares at you, yeah, and mm. like he'll smile and like he'll when I come in from work, he'll smile and he'll like flap his legs in his arms and it's like such really nice. Uh, mm. um, so yeah, so it's a, it's a really sweet time actually, um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're we're trying to get him into into like a routine, like a feeding and sleeping routine, yeah, um, and uh, which he sticks to throughout the day, but at night. For some reason, it's really weird. Like at night, he gets trapped wind a lot, but he doesn't get trapped wind during the day. I, I don't know what it is about the night that changes things in a baby. Right. But um, yeah, so we spend a lot of time in the evenings just like trying to settle him and try and get wind out of him, trying to find get him to sleep. So what are you doing? So you're saying you're trying to get him into a rhythm. <coughs> yeah. What? How do you do that? You just. Well, Megan's been the one who's really like taking the lead on that because she's with him all day every day um, I think it's just a case of like I think I think you start to notice there's like a, there's a rough time during the day when he like when he'll wake up 
and then mm. there's a rough time when he'll he'll get hungry and stuff like that and there's some like resources out there that give you recommendations for like, the kind of rhythms you can get them into yeah so like, around this t- after they've been awake for this long give them like they might need another nap um, that kind of stuff and also like trying to keep them asleep as long as possible at night so we'll put them to bed around seven and then we'll get him up around about half ten um, but he'll still be asleep but you can like stick a bottle in him and he'll just feed aka a dream feed a dream feed, dream feed. correct oh, yeah that's what yeah. it is and so then that, that'll keep him asleep to like <laughs> half two yeah um, and then so you feed him again at half two three o'clock and then he'll wake up again about six thirty. so it's only really getting up in the middle of the middle of the night once and he mostly does that but sometimes he doesn't um and oh yeah there's jabs on Friday which was heartbreaking oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was heartbreaking like, I was now so Meg, yeah Megan took him how old did it go oh well, she, she has to like hold him down while like the nurse oh, so like, horrible yeah puts a needle in his leg and like as soon as she did his it his leg yeah probably his bum no no three three injections in his legs um yeah and he just sort of like just went bright red and like did the oh. silent silent cry for ages and then just like absolutely screamed his lungs out and just for the rest of the day he was just like drifting in that sleep and, and screaming well injection when you have a jab it can make you feel ill can't it yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so yeah it was really sad to see him, oh. um, see him like that um, but he's, he's, he's doing much better now it's for the greater good it is yeah it's much rather have that than, <laughs> what are the jabs what were uh, they measles is one of them is it measles mumps and rubella probably yeah. sounds yeah, right yeah. sounds like a, a yeah M- jabs. MMR jab yeah. that's what mm. we call it isn't it I, it's really, I don't actually know I know it's measles as well. You just let some woman yeah, put I, drugs in your baby. Your baby. <laughs> yeah. Without no questions asked. Yeah. <laughs> I trust Megan. Yeah. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Cool. Well, 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 well I was going to say, what's cool is I wouldn't be that surprised that if next time we do this, yeah. you have a baby, Josh. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying. That's, yeah, so there's it, good odds of that. Unless we just record and run another one right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, yeah. But it's crazy, episode, isn't it? Next episode could be your birth story. Yeah, or we could have to do what we did for you and postpone it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it, it yeah. was on the day that your baby that's came. <laughs> episode one was you on. Yeah. Well, like, what I said I'll do is I'll I'll record if we're on gas and air, which I'm assuming we're all both oh, going to take gas sn- and air. Snippets for the podcast. Re- I'll re- <laughs> record some snippets for the podcast of something that. And I'm going to try and take it as well, so I'll just send WhatsApp messages. I'm assuming they'll go up here, yeah. right? That'd be great. <laughs> Anna's warned me, and I, I don't know if I'll be the same or not, but Anna's already pretty confident that she's going to suddenly get really grumpy when you have a baby as well, and we still don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to get really aggy about it, which I can kind of get. Yeah. Because <laughs> the moment we outnumber Ryan, but then when I, we're the odd ones We're in it together baby, at the moment, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Okay. But oh well. You're only a few weeks So if I'm not like, really angry on our next podcast, that yeah. might be why. At least it's not the same distance. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I don't care about your story, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> At least it's not the same distance between me and then Josh having the baby. Yeah, we're 12, 12 weeks apart. True. Uh, Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're just a month after you. Yeah, yeah it'll, be, it'll feel yeah. way shorter. Yeah. Time will fly. You'll be right. Yeah. Cool. Shall we finish there? That'll do. Bye. 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 <laughs>